I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. And that was a, uh, a fun little Tuesday night, huh? Wow, did not expect that outcome. I, I truly didn't. Um, obviously, especially after the game against Michigan State, you never say never. Uh, but I did not expect Iowa to, to win this game. Uh, really wasn't sure it was going to be all that competitive. And it wasn't, ultimately. <laughs> As my brother just texted me, we, we got the ass kicking we expected. It just was the other team. Um, Iowa started hot, stayed hot, finished hot, and uh, a 90-68 to win at Assembly Hall over Indiana, 15th-ranked Indiana. It's Iowa's 19th win on the season, 11th win in Big Ten play, and uh, puts Iowa in a really good position moving forward. We'll talk about all that. Uh, before we get too far into this, I want to uh, just mention and ap- apologize uh, the the women's basketball podcast I did on Monday. It was a, I called it a delayed reaction uh, to the, the win over Indiana on Sunday and kind of everything around that. Uh, the audio is tough to listen to the first six or seven minutes. Obviously, the PC I was on, the audio is bleeding into my recording, and I wasn't aware of it, and I didn't go back and double-check it. Uh, it does stop about six minutes in, so uh, if you started listening to that and it was just too hard to listen to, fast-forward a little bit. Uh, I think there's still some good stuff in the last 10 or 12 minutes of that podcast, but I do apologize, and I will double-check this one before I put it out there uh, to make sure that I didn't do the same thing anyway. How about them Hawks, man? What a huge, huge win uh, for this Iowa team to to keep the momentum after that Michigan State comeback, the the last 90 seconds that have been well documented. Uh, (laughs) Ever since the France stare down, uh, this Hawkeye team is is unstoppable. And with how bad they had been playing on the road in the Big Ten and with how, how well Indiana had been playing, uh, I just, again, really didn't give Iowa a whole lot of an opportunity here to, to win. And they proved me wrong right from the beginning. Uh, Chris Murray was hot right from the start. Tony Perkins at times could do whatever he wanted. He was all over the place. Uh, took Came out of the game before he had the opportunity to get a triple-double, but that was certainly on the table. Peyton Sanford stayed hot from downtown. Uh, Philip Robracha played really tough against a a tough big front line of Indiana and uh and the Hawkeyes were just the better team in all phases tonight um you know the they Indiana was outplayed and outcoached and out toughed and out hustled and outshot and everything um just an an incredible game an incredible night and uh and you know maybe Iowa is getting hot at the right time it's it's incredible how I'll just keep saying incredible it's amazing how that 90 seconds against Michigan State feels like it really changed everything. Uh, and maybe it has, maybe for the better. This is Iowa's fourth win in a row against Indiana, uh, two this year. 
getting the season sweep over the Hoosiers, the uh, epic, unforgettable all-time win in the Big Ten tournament with Jordan Bohannon's final shot in that game, uh, and then the the second time they played last year. Um, so that's four in a row against a really good Indiana team. And, man, Trace Jackson Davis is one of those guys that – I, I couldn't respect more. Um, I hope Iowa never has to play against him again. Even though Iowa has done well against him and, and has a good record against him at this point, um, that's a dude that scares me. He's so good. Uh, and, again, really, really respect him. You could tell the, the mutual respect between him and Iowa's players, even if that doesn't exist between the coaching staffs. Um, 26 points for Trace Jackson Davis, 13 rebounds. And he had a... He had a really good game. Um, you know, when Race Thompson came out of the game against Iowa and Iowa City, that was really kind of a turning point, I felt like, for the Hawkeyes. And so I was really worried with him being in there. But he only had four points, was really uh, mostly ineffective in this game, uh, as was much of Indiana. Um, just a, one other Hoosier scored uh, in double figures, Malik Renault off the bench. Uh, there's, we Iowa held their starters. That, that's the other thing. Iowa played good defense. Uh, held Indiana to 43% shooting, less than 20% uh, from three. Two of 11 was Indiana as a team. Uh, in contrast, Iowa 13 of 23 from three, a 57% clip, and 30 of 54 from the floor. So shot, you know, nearly 56% overall. 19 assists on 30 made baskets. Um, Iowa just played really, really well. Again, stayed hot as they were at the end of that game. Started with Chris Murray making a couple of threes, a 6 nothing lead quickly. Murray had, I think, 11 points of, the fir- of Iowa's first uh, 15 or so. Tony Perkins got hot right away. And then there, there was a, a point there where uh, Tony Perkins was just unstoppable, cutting to the hoop, and Iowa found him constantly over and over again. Um, and... He, he played a, a, just a great game. You know, the one time it got a little hairy was at the start of the second half. Iowa went into the into halftime with an 11-point lead. He had a couple of turnovers pretty quickly. He had a dunk from uh, Trace Jackson Davis. It felt like maybe uh, Indiana was going to get back into the thing. They got within, you know, 10 points or so, and then Iowa just pulled away again. All of a sudden, it's 61-40. to 40. It's calling a timeout. And you're up by 21 and really didn't look back. Uh, every time they made a little bit of a run, uh, Iowa had an answer. Most of the time, many times from Peyton Sanford, who hit a bunch of threes, hit five threes in this game. Got the nice little kiss to the crowd <laughs> and the, the technical foul, which is awesome. He also had that that big charge call, uh, you know, the, the over-the-top kind of charge call uh, when Trace Jackson Davis went in to dunk it one time. Uh, Peyton Sanford's having fun, man. He's having a good time. The five threes he hit today with the six threes he hit against Michigan State. Uh, he is hot right now, and that's, that's a lot of fun to see. So, yeah, let's go through the box score here quickly. Chris Murray led the Hawkeyes 26 points. He had seven rebounds, three assists. Tony Perkins, 23 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists. Again, if Iowa had wanted to get him that triple-double, keep him in those last two two or three minutes uh, and, and manufacture a couple of assists, I'm sure they could have. Uh, but Tony Perkins is happy with the win. 16 points from Philip Abracha to go with eight rebounds. He was six of eight from the field. A couple of assists from Abracha. And again, just a, a tall task to uh, play against that Indiana front line. And 
Uh, Philip Robacha answered that call. Peyton Sanford, 16 points, 5 of 9 from 3, 5 of 12 overall, 3 rebounds. Uh, Aaron Eulis had 4 points, a couple of rebounds and an assist. Connor McCaffrey didn't score, took 1-3, uh, but had 5 rebounds, 3 assists, and, and kind of did the things that Connor did. Patrick McCaffrey, just 2 points. Josh Dix hit a 3 late in the game, uh, and that's pretty much all your scoring. Got to 90 points, did the Hawkeyes, 90-68 to the final score. Uh, just uh, again, I'm like I'm flabbergasted. I'm in shock. I'm uh, I'm surprised that I was able to pull this out. They showed me something that I wasn't sure they they had, uh, and it's a really really good time to see it. Let's talk about what it means uh, moving forward next. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So you look at the Big Ten standings. Iowa now eleven and eight. Let me refresh this and see if they've refreshed it on the uh, the website they have. So Purdue thirteen and five uh, has already, I think, clinched a share of the Big Ten title. Uh, Maryland and Northwestern and Michigan all at eleven and seven. Indiana and Iowa now at eleven and eight, tied for fifth. You have Illinois and Rutgers at ten and eight. Michigan State at nine and eight. A couple of games back from uh, from the Hawkeyes in the win column. So uh, I haven't played this all out. I don't know for sure, uh, but I saw that Tom Kakert uh, had tweeted that if Iowa wins on Sunday, they could be in line for one of the four double buys in the Big Ten tournament. And Brendan Stiles quote tweeted that saying, you know, with wins against Maryland, Michigan, a split with Northwestern, a sweep of Indiana, a sweep of Rutgers, and a win over Illinois. Uh, if Iowa beats Nebraska, it's just about a lock that Iowa will get one of those top four seeds. Um, he's got a couple of comments in his Twitter saying, you know, if Northwestern wins at Rutgers and Michigan wins at Illinois and at Indiana, then you know maybe that that throws a thing, a, a wrench into the things. I don't know exactly. I haven't played it out. I'm not going to play it all out right now. But I do think that Iowa has now placed itself in a position where if you go win on senior day Sunday against Nebraska, uh, you're going to be one of those top four seeds. You're going to get that double bye. And that's a uh, an incredible place to be considering where we felt things were at about at about 12.50 on, on Saturday afternoon. Um, so if Iowa can get one of those, those double buys, that's an incredible finish. Uh, to be 12 and eight in this Big Ten, to uh, get to your 20th win, I think it'll be the the sixth season in a row or so that Iowa has gotten to 20 wins, and uh, and you have to feel good about the way they're playing and uh, you know the potential for moving up off that. I think you know a lot of bracketologists right now have Iowa right about an eight, maybe a seven. Uh, obviously, you'd really like to get up to that six line and avoid a top two seed uh, the first weekend. Um. A seven, you know, is is doable. You eight or a nine, and so get this win against Nebraska. Do something in the Big Ten tournament, and uh, and you know, get up to a, a six maybe, and you you feel pretty good about playing what an eleven in the first round and a three seed in the second round. If Iowa is shooting the way that they shot tonight, they'll beat anybody. 
So you feel okay about that. Um, there's a lot of pieces that, that still need to play out. Uh, a lot of dust that needs to settle. But now Iowa has put itself in a really good spot to sit back this week, watch the carnage, watch the rest of the Big Ten season play out uh, before your game Sunday against Nebraska, a game that they have announced is a sellout. So that's fantastic. Um, and, yeah, just good feelings, right? Good feelings right now all around the program. Fran needs to stare down refs a little more often. Um also announced today that Iowa will play in a Thanksgiving tournament in San Diego, a new tournament, I think, alongside USC, Seton Hall, uh, and maybe Kansas State out of the Big 12. Um, so that that's kind of a cool thing. Um, you know, San Diego is Big Ten territory here coming up pretty soon. And so get down there and, and recruit Southern California. Show them, hey, we're, we're going to come here and play. Come in, uh, You don't need to go to UCLA or USC. Come to Iowa. We'll, we'll bring you home every once in a while. Uh, So that's cool, too. And that's not the only thing going on. Let's talk a little bit about the women uh, as we head into the Big Ten tournament. So I already talked a little bit in that podcast about the the women in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, Obviously, the Hawkeyes are the two seed. They'll play 530 on Friday against either Purdue or Wisconsin. You feel good about that. Uh, You feel good about then going into a, a rubber match with Maryland and seeing how you measure up against them on a neutral floor up in Minneapolis uh, with the potential to get through that and play Indiana again and uh, and maybe hoist a, a second straight Big Ten championship uh, tournament championship trophy. Uh, speaking of second straight, awards were announced today, and of course, Caitlin Clark is the Big Ten Player of the Year for the second year in a row, uh, which is remarkable and really cool for her, and, and hopefully just the first of many Player of the Year accolades she will garner uh, these next Also so cool for the Iowa program and Lisa Bluter, Iowa has had five of the last six Big Ten Women's Basketball Players of the Year. Gustafson did it twice. Uh, she was also National Player of the Year once. Kathleen Doyle did it in a in an underrated year, an underrated performance, one that we we forget about. I think uh, you had one year off, and now Caitlin Clark has done it a couple of years in a row. She will almost certainly do it again next year, and if she decides to come back for a fifth year, she will almost certainly do it again then. So uh, that that's really really cool. Also really cool, Monica Sanano, first team All Big Ten. She was unanimous selection. It's the fourth year in a row she's been first team All Big Ten. That's remarkable. I mean, four, that's an entire career of being one of the best players in a great league. Like It's its almost hard to believe uh, that Monica Sinano put together a career like that. And again, hopefully that's not over. Hopefully it's just the, uh, the start of a great finish to her career here over the next few weeks. Um, Hannah Stolke was the sixth player of the year in the league. Uh, and, you know, the, the potential she has and has shown throughout this season as a true freshman has been really, really fun to see. And uh, and her growth is going to be great. And, uh, and yeah, that's, you know, that's those are the awards for the Iowa women. Really, really cool to, to see all that. And, uh, again, a big game coming up Friday evening uh, to start a big postseason run. Uh, the other kind of news that, that happened since the last time we talked within Iowa athletics is – the dropping of the individual names, Kirk Ferentz, Brian Ferentz, Chris Doyle, and Gary Barta from the racial allegation uh, lawsuit levied against them and the university and the Board of Regents. Uh, what exactly that means is hard to know. It seems like there's going to be some sort of a settlement, and that wasn't going to happen. Uh, Kirk Ferentz was never going to 
settle out of court saying, uh, having to admit that he did anything wrong or that his son did anything wrong or that his program did anything wrong. Uh, whether or not they did, I think clearly there were some some bad things happening in that program, and, and hopefully those things have been fixed and continue to be fixed. And it's our job as fans and as media to, to continue to make sure that changes are being made uh, within that program. But uh, I think this is a good sign for for those individuals, but also probably a good sign for the athletic department as a whole. Um, it's just it doesn't seem like it's going to be as damning as it potentially could have been doesn't seem like it's going to be as big of a blow uh to you know any any of the you know kirk ferris's legacy or any of that kind of stuff uh as potentially it was going to be and maybe the whole thing kind of goes away at this point or maybe they settle out of court who knows how this is all going to end uh but i do think it was a positive step uh objectively for iowa that those four individuals names were taken off that case um with or without prejudice, whichever one means they can come back and, and do it again. But uh, that's all uh, beyond my depth. I'm, I'm already out of my depth just talking about it as much as I have uh, right now. Great night. Uh, a great week, as always, to be a Hawkeye. Uh, check out all of our coverage at HawkeyeNation.com. Thank you so much for listening. And go Hawks! Go Hawks!